Welcome back to the Bad Bounds Podcast, where every shot makes someone happy. Josh is out of town, so Austin is going to be our host for the first time ever. We're all excited. You know, let's cut him a little slack. I think he did a great job. Obviously, we talk golf, 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 and more golf. Anthony Kim, Farmers Insurance, AT&T, our bets, Terrell Hatton going to the live. The way golf is going, there's always something to talk about now. So first, Harry Styles. Welcome back, everyone, to the Bad Bounce Podcast, where every shot makes someone happy. And this week, we have two special guests with us. Cole Alexander, a uh, friend of the program, has been on the show before. And also Ryan Tetralt, another friend of the program. Uh, and we have Kyle Da Silva as well. Uh, Nico is not with us this week. He is uh, at a tournament with Vanguard. And Josh is being a model yet again in uh, overseas in God knows what country. It seems like he's moving countries every day. Yeah, right? Yeah, like where I think like I picked him up on his Instagram and he was like in the UK and then he was like in Africa. Morocco now. Or Morocco. Is he in Morocco? Yeah. <laughs> After bashing on cats the entire last episode, he's surrounded by wild street cats. <laughs> by nothing but cats. In Morocco. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, karma's a karma's funny a bitch. thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Karma's actually a cat. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so this week uh, we had a rookie win on tour. We actually had a lot of rookies uh, playing well this week. Maybe uh, didn't have the strongest of fields at Tory. Uh, Tory before has been kind of a upper echelon event, you could say. Uh, you know, Tiger would always play. You know, Rom would always play. Phil would always play. Uh, not that we, I don't think we will. Not that we won't see Tiger again in Tory, but we definitely won't see Rom or Phil. It seems like. And but with that brings a new era of golfers. I mean, I will say the shot that Matthew Pavon, the winner, hit on 18 kind of reminded me of Tiger back in the day on 18, being able to stop a wedge on that green out of the rough. I mean, that was an that was an impressive shot. I will say. I mean, even in in my friend group, we were texting about, uh, you know, we thought that because Jake actually uh, Jake Knapp, who finished fourth, T three T three, yeah, friend congrats, of the Jake. podcast. Yeah. Uh, we were actually pulling for Jake, wondering, and we were hoping that Pavon could mess it up a little bit more, but hits a heroic shot out of the rough on 18 uh, and makes a wonderful birdie to convert the win. I mean, that was, that was incredible. I mean, congrats, Matthew. Um, but what do you guys think about this week's field? Um, talking about Tory, um, has Pebble being moved up to a signature event with only 80 players where uh, Rory is going to make his PGA Tour debut at. Uh, Scheffler is making his debut there as well as a player. He has played this year, but is making his debut at Pebble. A lot of players are actually making their debut at Pebble this week um, because of the signature event. I was going to say it's because they have to. Yeah, because they have to. Uh, what, is, uh, what are the rules? You can miss one signature event a year, I believe. Unless you you're Rory five. McElroy, you can miss one signature event for the entire year. <laughs> <laughs> if you're Rory, you can miss you know, a handful here or there. But um, this tournament used to be, I mean, just a, like a proving ground for whether or not you had the stones to be a top 20, top 10 player in the world. And I just don't feel that way anymore. And when they talk about the PGA Tour history and wanting to be a part of the legacy and the history of the Tour, Tory was one of those tournaments for me. 100%. And now it's become sort of a Barracuda Championship-esque yeah. yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll name you guys this leaderboard. Uh, Pavon, Hogard, Lashley. I mean, where has he been? Uh, Jake Knapp, Steven Yeager, Kevin Yu, Bo Hostler, Tony Finau, Patrick Rogers, Xander Shoffley, Ludwig Obert, Taylor Pendrith. Those round out our top 12 players this week. Three of those are household, not household, but recognizable. The rest are all... These recent corn fairy move ups are people who started playing well. Yeah, what would you say? Last uh, season. Would you say Ludwig, Xander, and Finau are yeah. the household names? Yeah, hundred percent. And it's crazy that Ludwig's already a household name. Guy's been playing on tour for like a year, mm-hmm. but he does have the caliber to put him in the conversation. Now there is uh, going back to the Pebble event this week. There is something that I thought was kind of weird. Uh, there's a few sponsor invites this week. 
And those sponsor invites happen to be Peter Malnati, Maverick McNeely, Adam Scott, and Webb Simpson. Now, three of those four players are on the PGA Tour policy board. They're members of the PGA Tour policy board. Funny how that works. It is kind of funny how that works because I... Don't I'm not here to knock Peter Malnati, but he is not a guy I want to see in a signature event. Um, I'm not sure what he did to earn this spot, although he did finish uh, T4 last year. But that's when the field wasn't as strong as it is this year. Um, another thing, talking about the PGA Tour Policy Board, the 2024 Player Advisory Council was announced today, and I'm going to give you guys some of these names. Uh, there's 16 of them. Sam Burns, Lanto Griffin, Nick Hardy, Brian Harmon, Max Homa, Mackenzie Hughes, Keith Mitchell, Grayson Murray, funny enough, uh, Seamus Powers, Scotty Scheffler, Adam Shank, Kevin Streelman, Nick Taylor, Josh Teeter, Justin, Justin Thomas, and Camilo Vajegas. Now, of those names, who do you guys think would represent like, the head of that board? Scotty Scheffler. Yeah. What do so, you think? Uh, I would say Scotty or JT. I think JT is probably in with most of the PGA Tour players and probably in with the, the biggest names. It's a little more seasoned. I mean, he is kind of like Tiger's son, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. Uh, just kind of going back to what Rom said originally about him, how if you want to know anything about Augusta, just ask JT. Um, but what is weird about that is – Kevin Streelman and Camila Vajegas have been selected by the, players director, by the player directors to run for the PAC chairman. And that is done via election, and that will end on the 27th of February. Both long-time and long-standing tour members, winners. Yeah, but is, I mean, I feel like Camila Vajegas is almost away of the game for like five years. I mean, he's been missing out on a lot of things that have been happening. He's... Yeah, he's definitely on his way out. I mean, he's been on his way out for a while. I don't think he really has his finger on the pulse of probably what the players are experiencing. or like I don't think he's an actual representative of the players by any means. I would argue almost against that because he's a great representation of your average PGA Tour player. And he would protect mm-hmm. the rights of the Tour as a whole versus Rory would just say, you know, top 10 guys get whatever they want. Right. Everyone else figure it out. Right. That's my argument. Camilo also went through some personal issues over the last few years, and I do think that he's a good feel-good story to be on that board. But as you were naming off you know, that group of players, to me, it almost resembles like a cast of elementary school principals. Like These people just don't have that much influence. They haven't had amazing careers by any stretch. And I think the tour's in a position where they've lost so many big personalities that this group of principles that you've just named is going to have to govern this food fight type environment that we're going to see on the PGA Tour this year. Like I rewind like six months when Rory was at the Ryder Cup yelling at people, getting in an Uber. And I think the PGA Tour is just going to have to search for narratives this year because they're just so lost. They've lost so many big names. And I really do think it's going to resemble like an elementary school cafeteria food fight at a certain point. I do kind of agree with what you're saying because like this week, for example, the biggest news was AK. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like what do they have to talk about at this point? There is, there is a guy that won on tour this week for the first time, first Frenchman to win on, in tour, PGA Tour history, but everyone's talking about AK. And I even had people text me today saying they can't wait to hear us talk about AK. Yeah. And I mean, it's like... I'm not joking you. I literally think that we're going to see WWE storylines injected into the PGA Tour this year just because we are so lost. I mean, heels and heroes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be full on evolution on the PGA Tour this year. Stone Cold Steve Austin type personalities just coming out of the woodworks because we're lost right now with where we're at. They're probably going to have meetings with people be like, you need to play the bad guy. Yeah. Like you, people don't like you, now you're gonna ham it up, and we'll pay you a little extra, give you, get you into a couple more events. I mean, if if a player that has not teed it up in a decade is the biggest story that we have right now, like what does that say about the state of one of the biggest sports organizations in the world? It's true. AK shouldn't, by all means. I mean, he's a fantastic player, but he shouldn't even be considered as someone who can win. Yeah. No. And we're hyping him up that the guy can come out and win a major. Yeah. 
It's yeah. amazing. It's because it's we're more searching. likely Tiger wins. We're and I would love to see that too. Yeah. I, ho- I hope it happens, by the way. Yeah, likewise. Thanks. Staying on AK for a second, which tour would benefit most from having AK? And would the PGA Tour give AK exemptions like the Live Tour would if he became a member? Or would the PGA Tour force him to basically fight his way on the tour just like they would any other player? Well, the well, tour is just so backwards, they're going to make him do whatever they please. Nothing they do is going to make sense. Monetarily, you know, from a policy perspective, for the players' benefit, because they've already laid out this blueprint that makes no sense for their players. That's already solidified. But does... If, if the Live Tour gives AK a contract, does that kind of show where the Live Tour is at by saying, we don't care really who we have on our tour as long as they're a big enough celebrity, we'll have them? Yeah, they don't care. It's clear. Well, I think it makes Live much stronger as far as like negotiations go. Like, I mean, the PGA Tour, what's AK going to do for the PGA Tour if he finishes 45th every tournament? Yeah. But Live just having them on their roster, now they have another bargaining chip for when they deal with the mergers. 100%. I would disagree. I think the PGA Tour would benefit more for having AK because it would bring this older fan base that's kind of lost interest in golf back out of the woodworks. Uh, and being on the Live Tour, he's just going to get thrown into the mix with all the other big names. I do think that the Tour, like Ryan said is really not in any sort of position to win over AK, what are they going to offer him? You know, yeah. you're exempt into all Monday qualifiers. Yeah. Like, <laughs> the guy, the guy is, could, He couldn't even yeah. show up for the Ryder Cup, let alone a Monday qualifier. <laughs> let's, I mean, let's realize who we're talking about here. This is a unique character. <laughs> no, I, I 100% agree with you. So, I mean, let's be real here. AK's coming back because he realized the money in golf is really good. Right. He's not coming back for history. Right. So no. where is he going to go? Where does he want to go? Live. The live. Yeah. I but think the he fits tour be- needs him the most. Yeah, I think he fits well in live, but I think that could get the live kind of, not that it already doesn't have this name, but kind of give live the name that we don't care who's playing. We just, we just want to attract fans well, to the game of golf. That's what does what benefits the AT&T more? Peter Malnati playing or Anthony Kim? Anthony Kim. As of right now. I almost would say it, neither of them affect it whatsoever. Viewership? You yeah. don't think Anthony Kim will drive viewership? Not to the rate that Tiger Woods would? Yeah. I don't, I don't think he makes a big enough difference to where, like, okay, we need this guy every week. Maybe. Because, I mean, there's even, like, with you, the generation of YouTube golf and all the new... Faces, faces that YouTube golf has attracted to golf. All the guys that are watching YouTube golf don't even know who Anthony Kim is. I agree. Yep. So. But it's easy to recreate those storylines. It's not going to take much for Liv to take a big bucket of gasoline and dump it on AK's personality and say, go mix it up with the big cast of characters that we already have. Because there's a slew of cantankerous different personalities on live right now it's full of big personalities so if they want to light the fire boom it's going to happen overnight i do agree with that having bryson phil brooks all on one tour together in a fight yeah they're hot definitely so while we're on the topic of the live tour there was a instagram post today showcasing that john rom's team is going to be announced in a few days who do you guys think are the three players on Rom's team? Well, Terrell Hatton is one of them. Yeah. For sure, it's confirmed. With Ter- the news today, I believe he's going to play on John Rom's team. Then who are the other two? And also, with adding a player to the tour, does that kick another guy out? I would assume. And because didn't they do all this qualifying a month ago or so to fill the spots that the guys had been relocated from the Live Tour? That's what I thought, too. Yeah, I, I thought maybe they just added a whole new... I do like think allocated more, four new spots for Rom. I do think four more, uh, more than 48 players play each event. They give maybe a 10 or so a chance to, to just kind of work their through. way in. Oh, like yeah. outside of the teams? Yeah. That makes sense. Kind of like a college event where but you I mean, get some individual players there it's too. It's the same as any other sport, you know? Someone else is going to come mm-hmm. on the team. If the roster's full, someone has to leave. And it's going to be the guy who's worst, you know? Yeah, I, I, I'm all for that. All right, let's take a quick break. All right, so going over the 
history of the AT&T Pebble Beach program a little bit. In 1937, Bing, Bing Crosby hosts the first Pro-Am Golf Championship in Rancho Santa Fe. Sam Snead wins, winning a $500 first place check. This week, they're playing for the biggest purse in PGA Tour history, I believe, of $20 million. I'm going to need to fact check, fact check that myself, but I believe this it's is... It's here. Purse is $20 million. But is that the I know is is that the biggest purse in PGA Tour history? Oh, that I do not know. I believe it might be FedEx Cup aside. I would say. What did you say? Sam's need one. Five hundred dollars. Five hundred dollars. Five hundred dollars in nineteen thirty-seven for first place, and this week for first place, the winner is getting three point six million. Jeez, I kind of like uh, what they've done with the Pebble Beach signature event. And how it kind of took away from Tori. Like, as SoCal kids, I feel like we like Tori because it's near us and we've played it. But to everyone else in the country, I'd rather see the top players play at Pebble than at Tori. How about would you like seeing them at Cypress Point? Because in 1947, they started playing at Cypress. I would much prefer that. That would be like the Augusta of just the regular season. I've never even seen Cypress Point other than the picture of the par three that 16. people post. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure illegally. Mm-hmm. They're, uh, never, they're never allowed again after they post that. Yeah, the, if, if, you, if you see that video, that person's never playing Cypress again. Yep. That's funny. Pebble Beach, another tournament that used to be sort of a proving ground that you were him. Uh, Tiger Woods has won it, I mean, just a bunch of times. Anywhere Tiger goes and dominates, I feel like it adds to the history of the tour. Mm-hmm. And Pebble's one of them. Unfortunately, this is a course that was used in the argument for the golf ball rollback because it's almost becoming irrelevant uh, with how short it is because there's simply no land to make it any longer. It's like, what, 6,900? 6,900. 6, yeah, it's, it's in the 6,000s, which yeah. nowadays... Nothing. Nothing. Even if it's at sea level. You know, people that have played this course that I've heard, because uh, I personally have not played it yet, but I've heard that the w- when the wind comes up, that's what makes the course actually challenging. Mm-hmm. And this week, we're projected up to 40 mile an hour gust. Wow. So we should see. Um, that's going to be tough. Healthy amount of bogeys this week. Oh, which... give, me, yeah. give me some seven irons going into hole seven there. I yeah, that's what I live for. You yeah. might see that, yeah. Um, there's actually a story I heard of, I believe it was Sam Sneed one year uh, in the U.S. Open or Ben Hogan chipped a wedge down the cart path into the front bunker every day and got up and down for par every day uh, because he didn't want to flirt with the wind. And Old USGA. school golf, you could get away with that stuff. Oh, USGA and, would just ban that now. Yeah. <laughs> you hit the cart path on that hole, you're disqualified. Yeah, internal OB. Banned for life. Yeah. <laughs> Anything uh, someone uses to their advantage now, we just ban it. Long putters, yeah. anchoring, doesn't the matter. Paddle oh, green putter read. grip. Green reading books. Yeah, yep. paddle grip. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've played Pebble. You know, I've paid the smooth $1,000 fee. Yeah, how did you like Pebble? I, well, okay, I didn't pay it. My dad did, so shout out to Pops. <laughs> um, stayed right there, actually, on 18 Green. Uh, Pebble's incredible. Only golf course I've smiled the entire time while playing. The greens are so small. That that's the only defense. Yeah, that is what I've heard. Mm-hmm. I've heard the greens are insanely small. But when you have wedge in to every hole, and these guys all have wedge areas built into their backyards and home clubs, it doesn't matter. This is the site of the infamous top off the first tee from Francesco Molinari, I believe, three years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, he topped it off the first tee here. So that can make it a little bit more challenging if you have players topping it. I mean, anything... <laughs> yeah, that's Fran- the course's defense for sure. <laughs> anything Francesco did... Uh, post-2019 Masters, you can't blame him. He was just ruined after that. That yeah. is true. That would Mentally destroyed. Well. Poor yeah. guy. It's like Hunter Man. And, but that was for the, the good of golf. Let's be, let's be honest. That was for the good of golf. Um, now, this week, I found this kind of interesting because, and this is, I think, something we could talk about. Um, there's 80 players in this field, and not everyone is exempt into this event. Uh, there's 700 FedEx Cup points going to the winner. And now, guys that aren't playing this event are not eligible for those 700 FedEx Cup points. They're only eligible in events that I think have a max of 500 FedEx Cup points. Now, in terms of fairness, do you guys think this is fair that the PGA Tour has made these elevated events and allowed players to get an extra 200-point lead or get an extra 200 points 
out of a tournament win that may, that actually, I mean, not even may, but will propel them farther into the FedEx Cup playoffs, being able to play these events. How does, I mean, how would you feel as a guy not in the signature events, not being able to participate and not being able to achieve these 700 extra points you'd be able to add on to your total at the end of the year? I'd be bitter, especially after having to go through the, the hoops that the tour makes you do now, especially if you come from a development tour and you've grinded your way up <clears throat> and all of a sudden you have to take a back seat to a bunch of signature events players, you know, after you've invested all your time and, and personal capital just trying to get out there. And now you're dealing, you're sitting behind the eight ball again and again and again. Every single step of the way with the tour right now is detrimental to new players coming on board. And these are friends of ours, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, even like this week's winner, Matthew Pavon, is not in the field this week. Right. Yeah. And it, I mean, the guy just got on tour. This is his first year on tour. He wins the third event of the season or fourth event of the season. And he's not allowed to get into this elevated event. And maybe, I mean, he's even, he wins a tournament this, tournament this year and he may not even get into the FedEx Cup playoffs. And he's and, in the Masters, though. Yeah, he's in the Masters. How, how does that make one ounce of sense? Yeah. yeah. Can't to, play a PGA Tour event, but he can go to the Masters. To yeah. add to that, uh, the f- signature events is the same number of points for a major and the players. Yeah. 700. So these guys have eight extra chances to play in an event with 200 more points. I mean, it's turned the PGA Tour into like an exhibition league, which is what like their criticism of Live was. But it's like, that's what you're becoming if you basically say these are our top guys and only the top guys can earn top points like then you're just making it these guys because they have this clout around them scotty scheffler is my biggest argument to this because his breakout season would have never happened if the season was the way it is now Mm. he wouldn't have got into any of those events Mm -hmm. probably uh it was his win at waste management that gets him into the masters Mm -hmm. yep now waste management's a signature event Scotty Scheffler, I mean, you can't say it doesn't happen, but it may or may not have happened had the season have been the way it is now. Sure. Yeah. That's a totally valid point, by the way. It's less of a meritocracy now. Yeah. It's more once you're in, you're in, and it's really hard to get in. Where it used to be, you play well, you're into everything. And now right. it's, you got to play well three times, and then you're kind of in. Well, Nick Dunlap is in every signature event. Winning the uh, Bob Hope. What is it called now? Amex. Uh, Amex. Career Builder. Career Builder mm. Amex. Right. Yeah. It really stayed. I mean, we would we were ragging on this, the American Express, all last year. And it's funny, and Am wins and starts building his career off this event. <laughs> career Builder. <laughs> yeah, the Career Builder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We manifested it for him. Beating uh, the two most <laughs> controversial Ryder Cup picks ever. Took down Burns and JT. Yeah. I don't know. Golf is in a, I think it's in a phenomenal place. Ryan, you were at the PGA show this week. Yeah. You said golf is booming. Booming. Yeah. Golf is booming, but viewership and professional golf, I feel like, is at the most interesting point it's ever been in. And it has the ability to where it's, we become tennis and, or bowling. Well, or we launch into yeah, maybe baseball and football. It's, it's certainly interesting, and I think part of this is is due to people's attention span just not being what it used to be when Tiger was dominating. So there's that element, but then there's also just a lot of confusion amongst your average viewer. Like they don't even know where to go find the most interesting players in golf right now because the, the entire process and organization has been mismanaged. Mm-hmm. If they were to watch a Corn Ferry event or a PGA Tour event, they wouldn't know the difference based really off the, the names. Difference. Yeah, because yeah. all the players kind of look the same. They kind of yeah. talk the same. All the interesting personalities are on live right now. For so, the most part, like yeah, maybe I agree. Five, six guys yeah. on tour and Tiger. And 30 under wins anywhere in the world. 100%. Yeah. Any so, tour. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's always 30 under. So it's not a matter of score. It's not a matter of course. And what do you have if those two variables are removed? It's all about the players. Yeah, the name. Now, I uh, did have to fact check some of the things I said. Matthew Pavon is actually in the field this week. Okay. Um, and Thank goodness. Because there is a uh, thing called Aeon Swing 5. And that is the list of, or not, not so much the list, 
but it is uh, the top FedEx top five FedEx Cup points earners across the last three field, full field events: uh, Sony Open, American Express, and Farmers. And those five players are Pavon, Grayson Murray, Bazaden Hoot, Kevin Yu, and Steven Yeager. Okay. So it does seem like there is a Monday-ish qualifier type thing uh, to get into these signature events, but still only five players. Yeah, you have, it seems like a field set to 75, but just allowing five guys. I mean, it seems like it actually sets you up to, if you get hot at the right time, you can really snowball and have a really good year on tour. I was going to say it seems like it benefits luck, which to me is getting hot at the right time. Yeah, I mean that... Let's take Kevin Yu, for example. Bogey's 18 at the career builder and goes from receiving first place money to now splitting second place money with six different guys. Yeah, and, and FedEx Cup points. And the points. He goes from 500 points to 300 points. It, it's luck, almost. One shot throughout these four rounds somewhere where a bounce didn't go his way, and now he's fighting. Yeah, I mean, in a sense, you, I, I totally agree, because I always think winning on the PGA Tour, it does involve luck. There's no doubt about it. It's just like one or two 30-footers go in that week that don't normally go in because it's not normal for a PGA Tour player to make a 30-footer just day after day. And, yeah, I mean, a chip to go in, a ball not to go in the water, yeah. uh, a ball to hit a fan. Which... I mean, which happened, happened with Dunlap. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. If you or I hit that ball, it's across the path, 40 yards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And his life doesn't change. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. yeah I, I've always had an issue years. with the stands on the PGA Tour. Not, not, not taking <laughs> anything away from the 20-year-old yeah. kid winning on tour. <laughs> We're just saying it takes an, a slight element of luck. You know? Gary Player says, more you practice, the luckier you get. Where were we? I don't even know how we got here. Uh, we were kind of talking about the Aeon Swing 5. First of all, that name needs to go away. They Sounds like something a out. live team name. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I hate how everything is sponsored now. Yeah, it's pretty cringe. Just it's true. Every little thing they can sponsor is sponsored. That's true. Konica right. Minolta Swing Vision. It's like, I don't think Konica Minolta even make the, the technology. They just slap their name on it. It was cool when like one or two things were sponsored, but now it's like there's just... Brands yeah. coming out of the woodworks that you've never heard of. Yeah, and they're like a te- telecommunication brand, and they're sponsoring the launch monitors. Like, how is this working? Yeah. I, I mean, totally soon agree. Pfizer's going to be sponsoring something. Yeah, well, they already got Travis Kelsey. I heard the players <laughs> are going to have to wear masks at some events. Are they really? No. <laughs> <laughs> the Pfizer open, everyone's wearing a mask. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I can't. Yeah. Actually, it wouldn't be an yeah, open yeah. if it's the Pfizer it open. It would be the invitational. Yeah. 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 <laughs> How do we get to the <laughs> Pfizer Open? <laughs> Winner gets booster number 10 before the public. <laughs> All right, we're back. And we're going to talk about AK a little bit. And before we start talking about him, I'm going to ramble off a few fun AK facts. Uh, AK is an L.A. boy, born in L.A., 1985. He attended La Quinta High School before he w- went on to play golf at the University of Oklahoma for three years. He was a three-time All-American, uh, having uh, his lowest year scoring average was 71.73. After turning pro in 2006 via PGA Tour Q School, Kim joined the PGA Tour the following year and then the European Tour in 2009. Uh, he's also served as a young ambassador counsel of the first tee. Mm. Some, some people may not know that. He kind of seems like a bad boy if you ask me. Um, he also finished second in his PGA Tour debut at the 2006 Valero Texas Open. Um, he's represented Team USA as an amateur and a pro. He's played in the Junior Ryder Cup, uh, the Walker Cup, the Ryder Cup, and the President's Cup. Um, and that kind of leaves us. What, what is AK to you guys? Mm. Who is AK? He's a unique blend of culture that golf really has never had, right? Because he's, he's Korean-American, okay? He had a lot of swag, would roll out with his big diamond-encrusted belt buckle, and that was something that kind of slapped the face of your traditional conservative golfers and, and management people, okay, that sit on these boards. And that was a very 
that was a very difficult personality for them to deal with, especially at that point in time, because you had the buttoned up look of like Tiger and Phil, the Stuart Applebee's of the world, like very cookie cutter type personalities. And you threw Anthony Kim into the mix and he was this big wrench in the system that like people, they didn't know how to react to it. It was very odd. Do you think AK sort, sort of lit the candle for Korean American golfers? 100%. Because it seems like since AK, you know, we have guys like Sungjae and Kim, KH Lee. I mean, it seems like the PGA Tour has five or six now notable Korean American golfers. Yeah, he was huge for Southern California Korean golfers too. Yeah. Because that culture was, was very conservative as well and quiet. And now I would say that you have more big Korean golfers in terms of their personality coming out of Southern California, Korea. And I, I think it was a complete net positive. Um, yeah, because Kevin Na didn't really do the trick for Korean American he, golfers. He, he really didn't. Yeah, yeah, he really didn't. And, and Anthony Kim kind of lit that fire. And it hasn't been replicated ever since, but I will say you do have more big personalities, guys that dress a bit different, carry themselves a bit different. And I think a lot of that roots back to AK. Yeah, I'd say he was probably the biggest personality we had other than Tiger. Yeah. yeah. Without a doubt. I think he represented uh, like potential for the next big thing. too. Like When he stepped away, he was still trending up. One hundred, yeah, and like yeah. it's like we didn't get to see what he really could have done. Yeah, so I think that's he, what a lot of this hype around him coming back is like. Let's see if he can actually reach, finish. not reach. Obviously, he won't reach what we expected of him, but to see if he can at least sniff that. Almost he like finished almost when like he a started, tiger right? comeback. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's also he much left, older. He left uh, the tour when he was twenty six or twenty seven. Yeah, and that's like. <laughs> If you look at peak. if you look at anyone's career, their their peak of their career is like always twenty eight or thirty to about thirty four, thirty six. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's creeping up on forty. Like your body's just not the same at that age, and and who knows if he does make a comeback, how he's gonna look after fifteen events, traveling around, you know, getting banged up in hotel rooms. It's just a tougher route when you're almost at forty. You, I don't know what his personal life looks like if he has a family or anything, but that's a whole different element that people just don't even take into consideration. Like it's much easier to travel when you don't have anybody hanging on with you, a kid, a wife. A hundred percent. I will say too, when he left the tour, he was easily one of the most talented players mm-hmm. on the PGA tour. Um, and now the talent pool, whether we talk about names or not is astronomical yep. yeah they 100%. all can hit the ball wherever they're looking any which way they want yep and they have fire i mean any guy can go out and win every week yeah and 100%. another another element that you have to take into consideration is ak was playing with a very different ball and very different clubs so who knows if his style of game that he knew and played very effectively with on tour is going to be able to translate to today's game you really think the technology was that much different? I think it was drastically it was far different. Far more spinnier ball. Drastically back then. different. Yeah. Yeah, I will say the ball is just <clears throat> the ball keeps getting lower and lower spinning, and, I, and I, I I hate it. I haven't seen AK's numbers, but if I had to bet my bottom dollar, he hits down on everything. Yeah, yeah I think he hits down on the driver, driver no doubt. Yeah. And that just doesn't work in today's game. What are you talking about? They all hit it three hundred and thirty yards. You're you gonna see this week. When a player needs to hit a fairway on Sunday, that ball's apexing at 90 max. I'm sure, but out of the, what, how many tee shots are they hitting for the week? 28, 56. Out of the 56, 50 of them are all swung up and going 300 yards in the air. I beg to differ. But can't you get away with hitting down on a driver with a less spinny ball? You can, but I don't think he can at 40. He can't give up distance at this point in his career. Not when everyone else hits it really 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 far yeah and he's he's gonna come back having probably lost distance and he was never an accurate driver of the golf ball so who knows what his accuracy looks like now with lesser distance and if that's mixed up at all i don't think he's gonna fare well yeah nike never went after straight drivers of the ball never (laughs) yeah they just went after athletes (laughs) yeah that could figure it out let's say you know i believe ak's last win he took down rory at quail hollow was that it I believe so. I need, to, be, I need to fact check myself. But I believe his last win, he took down Rory. So that's the caliber of player Anthony Kim is. Right. I mean, yeah, he was a 
dog. Does he have a Henrik Stenson-esque revive when he comes back? Because they're about the same age when Stenson started the revival. Yeah, I, I think that Henrik was in a different place. He had lost a ton of money through a, a crooked financial advisor, I think was the story. I'm AK, I, I'm pretty sure he's still papered up unless he's blowing all of his insurance money. <laughs> I think he <laughs> I think he is blown. I we think have he's heard words to blown. <laughs> or we've heard stories that he spent this entire time just playing in money games using clubs off a of rock bottom golf. Uh, so to to take to show you what kind of player AK is, I believe he holds the record at Augusta National for most amount of birdies. He made 11. Yeah, in one round. In one round. It's a lot of birdies. Right, with two bogeys, one double. He had four pars for the round. Sounds That's about the right. kind of firepower this guy had. And going back to the clinic that he did with Tiger Woods at Trump, I mean, that thing has been played on my TV and computers more than a lot of different videos. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they weren't sending anybody out there with Tiger Woods to do a clinic. No. Nobody had the firepower at that time. Nobody had the personality, too, to be able to deal with him. To hang with Tiger? To hang with Tiger. And what was cool in that clinic is Tiger was talking to AK. He asked Anthony Kim, how far do you hit your 7-iron? And he's like, I don't know, just however far it's going that day. (laughs) And what's the loft on your 7-iron? I don't know, as long as it's going the right yardage. He's like, you don't know how far you hit it. So how does that matter? To have a player like that, with that amount of feel and talent, and be able to just tell it to Tiger Woods, you'll never have that. No, especially especially among the new class of optimizers that have to fit into this cookie cutter mold just to get out of bed and play decent golf. In <laughs> yeah. The yeah, if they're not zeroed out, they don't yeah. tee it up. Yeah, they're, they're yeah. No, yeah. Numbers are off. I'm out. Withdrawing. <laughs> yeah. No, I agree. But yeah, I think Anthony Kim gave. Tiger, the same treatment Tiger gave Scotty in that TaylorMade commercial. Right. Yeah. And Scotty was freaked out that Tiger Woods says he didn't take a divot, and Anthony Kim would look at that and say, you're weird, and move yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> or he would have called his bluff. Yeah. Or he would have yeah. called his bluff. Because to me, yeah. that looked like a bluff the whole time. Oh, yeah. I've, I've watched, I've watched Tiger, Tiger chuckled walking away for I've watched sure. Tiger play plenty of golf. He takes a massive divot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Now, I mean, Anthony Kim was a generational talent, and let's see if, it's, uh, if it comes to fruition again. I hope it does. Golf is the only sport that you can play till 50 mm-hmm. and win a major. What do you think? I is... could see him beating Phil's oldest record, oldest band record. If he's healthy? Yeah. yeah. I could see AK clocking something at 52, 53. Let's not forget he took down Sergio in the Ryder Cup singles mm-hmm. in Europe. These are the balls that this guy has. And he was young. He was young. He was a baby. 25, yeah. probably. All right, everybody. We are back. Uh, the brains of the group is gone this week. Again, modeling. It's uh, interesting. And the brains is a model as well. So we don't have our bet uh, tally count. We'll let Josh deal with that problem next week. We're just going to dive right into it. Right, Austin? Yep. Oh, yeah. So let's go head first like we normally do. And with our guests being on the left side, why don't we start with the guests and go with their bets for the uh, AT&T Pro-Am this week. Let's start with Cole. Let's start with we'll Cole. move along the couch. Okay. We doing safe bet first? So you can choose either your safe bet or bad bet, and we've added a rule where you have unlimited number of bets. Okay. And you're wagering $1,000 anywhere you want to slice or dice it. You know what? I, oh, I'm, okay. I'm hosting this week. You can bet whatever you want. Okay. Take that, I'm, Josh. I'm taking all the rules out. <laughs> okay, here's what I want. I want... But, okay, let me preface. You have $1,000 to spread out however you want, and I don't want to hear more than three bets because this needs to not go on forever. Right, okay. I want 500 on Victor Hovland plus 140, top 10. Cole, if I'm going to add to that bet, mm-hmm. word on the street is Big Dick Vic is going to live any day now. <laughs> I love that. Then he's gonna make he's gonna prove himself out here one last time. <laughs> the news was supposed to drop today, actually, that Vic is going he's to He's going to Rom's team? He's going to I don't know if he's going to Rom's team, but That'd that he's going to live. Team. I feel wow. like he's gotta go to Rom's team. I mean team. If, if Vic goes It's over. That's I mean, like the, that's not a nail in the coffin, but the, the bricks are falling. Let me yeah. ask though, because we had a lot of arguments about this in the group chat this week. Me, Josh, Nico, and Austin. Do you guys care about team golf? 
Do you like team golf? No. Ryan? I like the Ryder Cup and President Cup. Once a year. Are you asking me if I it. like team golf in the sense of Ryder Cup and President's Cup no. or team golf, live golf? Let me preface this. Team golf Different, in the regular yeah. season. The way Live Golf is doing it. Would I you like it, to see it on the PGA Tour, too? It can get nah. very interesting. It, it can get interesting. In its current form, it doesn't have enough narratives. It doesn't have any storylines. Right. No dynasty. Yeah. Other than that it's four friends that have decided to join a team. Correct. Yeah. Zero okay. dynasty, zero history with any of them. What creates a dynasty? What creates interest, uh, interest personalities. in team golf? you got to have personalities. Mm-hmm. End of story. Heels and heroes. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. What does that look like? Like Ryan was saying earlier, WWE stuff. Storylines. Yeah, yeah you got to start showing like back off the course type shit where you can get a glimpse into these different personalities because you have to realize the tour has been very buttoned up for like 50 years. They've never showcased any player trauma, any player difficulties. They don't even advertise fines. <clears throat> you need to start showing some of the gruesome, mm-hmm. nasty details of the tour and stop trying to make all the players in golf look like Fortune 500 CEOs because it's boring as F. Yeah, people like when Justin Thomas got in trouble <laughs> for dropping the F-bomb and losing the Ralph Lauren yeah. thing, that that got people more interested in golf than fucking Puvan or whoever won this week. Yeah, you I know? agree. No, I, I think that's an excellent take. Yeah. Even with Liv coming about this year, it's been good for golf because we're talking about it. So yeah. 100%. Like Bryson and Brooks losing their feud, worst thing that could have happened to Liv. If Liv still had that going on, it was like Bryson versus Brooks' team every week in, week out, I'm actually be watching that. I would even think going a step further, and if players were allowed to make bets against other teams and Liv, I think that would add a level of level of excitement as well. Players putting out their own money on their on their own teams to take on other teams that there's beef with. Personal stake in it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We got to bring back like Shell's wonderful world of golf. Yeah, where Trumps. there was individual prizes amongst yes. players. You go out, you go play for a million bucks this week. You got to wire in your money. That's the type of shit that golf needs right now. Yeah, that was the I mean that's how it's, that's how you start in yeah. professional golf. Exactly. Yeah. Every golfer gets good by playing in money games. It's and a that, tournament every yeah, time you play. Yeah, exactly. And that just like kind of goes away once you get on tour. You're just you're good to go. You've already made a lot yeah, of money no, once you're out there. There's honestly like almost no pressure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're too rewarded for just showing up every week. They need to be able to put their nuts on the line and you need to see all of the trauma and nasty stuff that goes along with that. With Playing for your own money because that's a whole different game than what they're playing right yeah. now. Honestly, I enjoy watching full swing more than I watch a tour event. I agree. Just because you get like actual non-scripted, non-edited yeah. talking of PGA tour players. Yeah, I mean, you get to see their relationships with their family. That's yeah. interesting stuff. Yeah, and like the like the younger guys when it was uh, what's the guy who won the Riviera two years ago? Joaquin. Joaquin. Yeah, Joaquin. Yeah. Neiman and uh, Mito, the PGA Championship yipper, like them too. Like they, <laughs> like the footage of them was like kind of about how they like struggle and stuff, and like that was super interesting. Yeah, yeah. Where you yeah. actually get to see these guys who you don't know on the leaderboard, and it humanizes them. And Joel gives them Damon, a story. yeah. Back back to Ryan's story yeah. about kind of how or what you said about how everything is like sheltered and how everything you know they're like sought out to be or what the tour seeks out their personality to be is like a fortune 500 CEO. Like, I mean, we're all golfers. I mean, when we get to the golf course, we're loose with our vocabulary. Yeah. Let's be real Mm -hmm. here. You know, golfers are addicts. We are gambling addicts in a way. Every shot you hit is a calculated risk. Mm -hmm. Yep. And the feeling you get when you succeed is like none other. Yep. So, we got to bring out some of the degeneracy mm-hmm. instead of showcasing that everyone's a gentleman. Yeah. Because every time I watch an interview after a guy wins or he has a great round. It's like they're running for office. It's so vanilla. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's all about what I can't say and how can I just kind of get out of here instead yep. of they let never me showcase my personality. Yeah, and I can't even believe I'm going to throw this out there, but the money that is waiting for somebody that doesn't care about their public perception in golf is incomprehensible. Mm-hmm. 
Look at John Daly. He hasn't played in a real yeah. tournament, or hasn't played well in a real tournament in forever. He's just out there being himself, and everyone, they're making a movie about him now. Still, exactly. one, of, yeah. still yeah. one of the most relevant golfers in today's time. Yeah, yeah. like, put Because a, of how he is. Yeah, put yeah. a Conor McGregor-type personality in golf and watch him become a billionaire. Mm-hmm. I yeah. agree. Yeah, you give him one major and a fuck you attitude, he's going to rival Tiger in, in earnings. Yep. Yeah, we because do... at, at the end of the day, we all just want someone we can relate with. 100%. And we can't all relate with trying to be perfect. No. Because no one ever is trying to be that like TV front mm-hmm. for, for anyone in day-to-day life. Totally agree. What were you going to say? I forgot what I was going to say. But I'm going to go off the rails here. And I just think golfers need to be on TMZ. Tiger Woods became way more popular after his scandal. Because that's when my mom and grandma and aunt and sister and cousin all knew who Tiger Woods was. Everyone. He was in Before then, he was just a great great golfer that I was obsessed with. Mm -hmm. Right. But when someone has an issue, they want to figure out why it's such a big deal that this guy has fallen off. Yep. I don't know. Any publicity is good publicity. <clears throat> totally agree. Okay, we were right. betting. Ryan, to yeah. your bet. <laughs> I'm taking... Oh, God. Or wait, Cole, do you have any, any more? Oh, yeah. Um, Fire them all. No, you're going I for big odds. A lot of 250 juice. on top five, plus 2,000, Nick Dunlap. Shoving the new pro. Sahith to win for 250 at plus 7,000. 70 to one, Sahith to win. I... Almost think this is a bad course for Sahith because he struggles off the tee. Yeah, but he's a scrambling genius, and there's small greens. People are going to be missing greens everywhere. He gains an advantage when you have to scramble. I could be completely wrong here, but Pebble is somewhat tight. Correct? It is. It is tight and short. But if, I mean, the green percentage here has to be lower than anywhere else on tour. That's he, true. he gets an advantage there because of his scrambling ability. That is true. Okay. All right, I see, the, I see where you're going. Yeah, also, but you the, are right. Fellow, he, might, he, he might struggle to have, like, opportunity. Fellow Brownman, I never want to root against, <laughs> against Heath. Yeah. yeah. You know, someone's got to do it for the Brown guy. I think, I think people might think your favorite player is Sahith. I can he, see He that. might be. Sahith's your favorite player's favorite player. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ryan. Oh, man, it pains me to take this bet because it's just so vanilla, but I'm going to lob all of my $1,000 into Jordan Spieth plus 190. I think that him and Greller could get around Pebble Beach blindfolded playing his worst game. Plus 190, top 10? Yeah. I like that, actually. He, it, it's he just, it's plays disgusting. so well here. Yeah, you just got to let it be. Set it and forget it. All right, Brown, hit us with your bet. I like that. Tom Kim, plus 165, top 20. It's a short course. Wow, that's interesting. He can get his way around, you know. He'll find the fairway with that driver, and the guy is just deadly with irons and wedges. Are you hucking all of it? I'm hucking all of it. $1,000, Tom Kim. I like that. Huck it all. Plus, yeah. I'm going with the other Kim wearing all Nike this week. He is kind of like the now generation Anthony Kim. Like, he's really good, a lot of potential, but he's, like, kind of soft and doesn't really ruffle feathers like Anthony. He doesn't have the swag that (laughs) Anthony Kidd has. He has the ass. He does have swag, but it's different. He has charisma, and people like him a lot, but he's not, like, uh, he's not a shaker like Anthony Kidd. But Anthony Kim being 5'8", you know, if if we were to get into a fight, I'd be afraid of Anthony Kim in a fight. Well, he'd play play dirty with you. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He would just, yeah. Yeah. I blink and next thing you know, I'm on the ground. No. Yeah. He's a guy you he want to your ear. Yeah. So that's it. I'm shipping it all. Tom shipping it all. I like that. Mm-hmm. I myself am going to ship it all as well on Morikawa top 20 minus 120. Uh, California boy, Poana Greens. Played a lot of golf in NorCal. Uh, has a major mm-hmm. in this part of the world. And uh, it's going to be windy this week. So I think a good ball striker is going to do well. You know what's weird is I'm kind of out on Colin Morikawa. You're out, out on him. I'm out on him. He is entering his mental era. Yeah, I, I personally think he's <laughs> mentally... The old. reinvention period. It's the uh, I won two majors, so I now need to play like I'm a two-time major winner. Yep. And it doesn't, 
it doesn't, it's not equating. Yeah. The math isn't mathing. Yeah. You, you could have two majors, but not be a two-time major winner, if that makes any I sense I totally at all. get what you're For saying. For some reason, I somewhat understand that. I would agree with that statement more if it was a one-time major winner, but he has two. But yeah. I think his being in COVID years, I'm going to count it as just one. Yeah, kind yeah. of fluky. You yeah. do love to bash his COVID I, I like <laughs> bashing the PGA. Because... No fans. You, have you guys seen this guy try and tap into like a four-footer when the pressure's on? I mean, he looks like Zal Torres taking the putter back. But in yeah. golf, like fans doesn't matter unless you're Tiger Woods or Rory McIlroy. No, it doesn't. Otherwise, not at, they not don't at really, a major. Otherwise, they don't really know who you are, and they're rooting for you because you're an underdog. Morikawa is not my favorite player to bet on, but... I think this week suits him well. Yeah, unbelievable golf yeah. swing. Incredible ball striker. Yeah, I mean, small greens are going to benefit him because he's going to hit a lot of them. See, I don't like that golf swing one bit. I don't really like it either. I don't like it at all. I don't like slow. I don't like inconsistent tempos and in swings, okay? And this is not some scientific theory that I have. But if you have a guy that takes the club back real slow and then he has to accelerate real quick in the downswing... To me, that's a whole bunch of different variables that can get real fucked up Sung when Jay. the pressure's on. Exactly. Mm-hmm. A lot of shit can go go yeah. wrong at a certain point. I, I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. I did. You know, like one Henry thing I'm missing fast, this fast. week is yeah, Josh exactly. saying yeah. Sungjae for us. Sungjae. 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 <laughs> All right. That was... Uh, you You want to send it off, Austin? Uh, where do you want me to send this? You want me to go over the bets, or what What do you want me to do? We can do a quick roundabout as yeah, to all I, the bets that we've taken. I have them all here. Or do you want, yeah, so we have uh, Cole has Cole's the only one to have multiple or to actually put his eggs in a few baskets. They can all hit too. Cole has uh, 500 on Hovland top 10 plus 140. Uh, this one's kind of out there, as is the next one. 250 <laughs> on top five for Nick Dunlop at plus 2,000. Uh, we really don't know That's what's going to happen with him this <laughs> week. Guys one. played one or has played one event this year. He's won 100% of his But events. has won 100% <laughs> yeah. of the tournaments he's entered on PGA Tour. Actually, no, he, he played in four. He's played he's in played four. Say like 25% win percentage on the PGA Tour is uh, Just incredible. Under Tiger, Hall of Fame. Yeah, close to Tiger. Just under Tiger. <laughs> and uh, Cole also has 250 on Sahith to win plus 7,000. So he has 70 to 1 on Sahith. This could all hit. I mean, there's like 70 players in this field. And he's 70 to 1. That's pretty crazy. And he should be way better than that. I feel like that's... That is... That actually does seem like really good odds. You're getting a lot of value. He's undervalued in this for sure. So Sahith is going to have more close friends and family watching him than players in the field? (coughs) Yeah, that's actually probably true. You you would uh, know that coming from Brown family. (laughs) Yeah, we roll deep. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Ryan has 1,000 on Jordan Spieth plus 190 top 10. That does seem like a fantastic bet. Jordan Spieth has always played well here. And Kyle has a wild card here with Tom Kim plus 165, top 20. Has Tom Kim ever even played in here? Doesn't matter. I feel like he hasn't. And I myself have Colin Morikawa, top 20, minus 120 uh, for 1,000. Can I take a side bet with you that Tom Kim beats Colin Morikawa for the week? Yeah. we Just a side 100? Yeah, we can have a side, side 100, yep. And that was our bets. And that was the Bad Balance Podcast. Thank you for listening. We love you guys.